everybody, it's your boy Tim Snow, Texas Prison Stories, man, coming at you. And uh, I've been having a few little emails, man, a few questions, even in the free world, like just from some of my friends that know I'm doing this. They uh, they wanted me to describe the first day in a Texas prison, because I did the first day in state jail. So let me go ahead and do it, I guess, man. And I got to set a couple things straight, I guess, because guys come home and they don't really tell the truth about what's going on or where they were sometimes, man. And in Texas, we have different kind of prisons, okay? You got an institutional division, and that's an ID unit. And that's the big house, man. That's the max units. That's that's uh, lockdown 23 and 1. That's lockup raw. That's everything you're thinking about. You know, that's that's the real deal. Then you have a lot of transfer units in Texas where you spend only two years at those. And then you have some uh, going home units where you go out on the way of those. I can't remember what they're called, but... You go to them on the way home, like uh, mental wells used to be, stuff like that, you know what I mean? But anyway, uh, I'm going to describe your first day in an ID unit, man, the big house. And it's kind of wild, it ain't kind of, it's wild as shit pretty much for everybody. But, and uh, being that I'm describing this too, also realize that you're going to be and spend about two weeks on the bus when you get there. Maybe one week if you're lucky, okay? You're going to be shackled to somebody else the entire time on this bus. You're going to be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches three times a day, clogged up, man, having to shit still shackled to the same guy, having to piss shackled to this guy. You're going to be in for like a miserable time, man, with almost no sleep, no food, no water, dehydrated, pissing thick, man. It's going to be a fucked up time. So when you get to the prison for your first day, physically, you're going to be tore the fuck up, man, and that's kind of like uh, one of the worst things about it. You're mentally dull, physically dull, and it's just kind of weak, man. I also wanted to talk about uh, the mental aspect about the bus, man. Like, literally, man, it's hard to explain, but it's like a mind fuck because the bus zigzags everywhere, man. You don't know where the fuck you're going. And uh, sometimes, well, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. That's the crazy part. Sometimes, you know, well before you get there and still gotta wait two weeks get somewhere close by peel off go another direction sometimes you don't know where you're going at all man so uh sometimes they hit you with that diesel therapy and that's a whole nother video because that's some real ass shit too man but the bus is just the real real breakdown man physically you'll lose weight on the thing if you have to go too long it's a mental breakdown man it's it's real difficult you basically, uh, you, you're nervous about going to your new unit or whatever, man, but you can't wait to get off the fucking bus, too. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like a, get me the fuck off of here, but I don't want to go where I'm going. You know what I mean? It's like a, by the time you're done with the bus, you're ready to get the fuck off of there, basically. You know what I mean? And uh, you're rolling up to somewhere that's huge as fuck, man. It's big. It's intimidating. Usually you're rolling up to the back gate, triple gates. Rolling up to this big brick building with a concrete uh, walls. And, oh uh, man, it's crazy, y'all. Here's a big steel door. And you're just sitting there like, oh shit, this is where I'm going? And you don't know what the fuck's coming, you know what I mean? That's the crazy part about it. So as you're sitting on the bus looking at the back door, uh, you have a guard in the back. That's where the toilet is. He has a cage back there. And uh, he's sitting with a shotgun. You got the guard in the front. Uh, he's going to stand up, start calling everybody by name, calling out this inmate, blah, 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 inmate, such and such, you know. And if you don't know where you're going, you're going to be listening like fucking crazy, man. Wondering, oh, shit, I wonder, is it me? 
But uh, if you know you're going with this shit, you, you tighten up, you're ready to go, you know what I mean? You just kind of be adrenaline's hitting, so. You know, uh, all get off the bus, everybody's going, gets off the bus, lines up by the back door. The people that are staying, they stay. Normally right there at that prison, they'll give them some new Johnnies for the next little journey. You know, leg of the journey to the next prison, give them some fucking orange juice, some little bullshit like that for kids. And that's what those inmates are going to eat. And uh, it's your time, man. Welcome to the big house. You know what I mean? They'll open up the back door, make sure it's you, check your ID, check your fucking tattoos, all that stuff. Bring you inside. The prison I went to was Beto 01, and it's in Tennessee Colony. Beto 01 is one of the biggest ones, man. It's one of the most deadly prisons in Texas, most notorious. Uh, when you get there, man, it's like, oh, my God, you can't believe where the fuck you're at. You go through the back door, it's a medical. And uh, it's little tiny cells, man, that they don't even use anymore. They're so fucking small. You're like, oh, my God, where am I at? You just, I'm telling you, man, you're just like in fucking shell shock. Like, where the fuck am I at, man? And uh, they'll lead you right there, lead you upstairs to a back way. Excuse me, and they're going to do medical. When you go up into the medical, that's where they're going to check your blood pressure, do all this little dumbass shit and everything. And it's pretty fast, man. Real, Actually, real fast. They're not even going to do too much to you on your first day. The crazy part about all this, man, is during your first day and your first little hours and stuff like this, is them punk-ass police officers, man, them guards, they... They're, like, focused in trying to find somebody that's nervous. If they catch you being nervous, man, they're going to pound on your ass. So that's one important thing for anybody that's going to go, man. God bless you. I hope you don't go. But literally, man, uh, head up, chest out when you come in there. Man, you can't act scared, man. Don't let them know it's your first time, none of that shit, you know, because they're going to pick on you. The guards will pick on you, man. They'll tell the inmates, oh, he's a fish, and they'll have fun with you, man. So you really don't want that, you know what I mean? But anyway, they took us to medical. And uh, after we completed that little process for about an hour or so, it was only three of us that got off the bus, by the way. The bus was full. Only three of us stopped at Beto 1. Everybody else was going somewhere else, so it didn't take them too long. After they do that, they line us up in the hallway. So we're all lined up shoulder to shoulder, waiting to see. Uh, well, we didn't know who we were waiting to see, but it turned out we were waiting to see the gang officer. Okay, As we're waiting to see him, here comes an inmate, a Hispanic inmate. He was sweeping he walks past us and clearly asks all three of us, man, who are you? What do you run with? You know what I mean? And I find out later that's his official job at that prison, man. He's sweeping hallways, but his official damn job is to ask every man as they come in off that bus who you are and what you run with. So whatever you say that minute right there, that second, it's official in the state of Texas, man. Nothing else is going to go. You know what I mean? You say the wrong thing right then. You're fucked, man, so make sure you say the right thing that, right, that first minute. That first guy sweeping up to you, don't mess up, man. So anyway, after we're just standing there for a minute, man, dude mops by, takes all our info. And I swear to God, he was like classification, man. He took he took everything. Where you from? Who you run with? What race you claiming? Uh, what's your charge you represent, man? What county? Just a bunch of crazy shit, man. I really didn't want to talk to the dude. But I'm feeling like, you know what, I just stepped in and I need to make my presence felt. So here I am, I'm letting everybody know what it, what's the deal, you know what I mean? So anyway, he mops off, don't really say shit about nothing. And we're standing there waiting to talk to the gang intelligence officer in Texas called the GI officer. He takes the first guy in, talks to him for about five minutes. Takes the second guy in, talks to him for about five minutes. He calls me in, man, I sit down and... 
fuck, man, he's just reading my paper for about 10 minutes, man. Don't even say nothing. I'm just sitting there nervous, tapping my foot, like, what the fuck, man? And look, he looks at my shit. He says, man, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? And I say, look, homie, just do what you got to do, man. I'm serious about it. Just put me where you're going to be. I'm going to be all right. He looked at me and said, man, good luck, man. I'll see you later. And when, listen, when the GI officer tells you good luck, you're like, man, what the fuck? I don't know what's going on, where they put me, what? And your stomach knots up. So you're like, okay, well, fuck, we're about to find out some exciting shit or something. So anyway, take us out of there. Marches down to a closet, man. We're still holding our red bags. Everybody on the chain bus got a big red bag. You pack everything in one bag or you can't take it, man. So I got my big heavy-ass bag full of food. I got probably... 50 60 70 dollars worth of food in there about 200 pictures in my shit i got on fresh tennis shoes i got on uh nicest motherfucking everything i got everything i've been down two years already before i hit beat one and i'm coming in stocked the fuck up you know what i mean i ain't even playing i ain't give shit away i don't give a fuck where i'm going i'm taking it all so anyway i go get my mat me and the two dudes with me they take his marches down these stairs and I'm going to be honest with everybody, man. This is probably in my lifetime. I've been through some little small riots. I've been jumped on, man. I've been beat on by the police. I've been stabbed. I've been everything, man. Probably the scariest moment of my life was that first day coming down with my mat, man. With them two Mexican dudes that didn't even know me. And you marched down in front of the medical cage at Beto. And literally, man, there was about 30 dudes in there. And they were just fucking with us, just playing with us. But every one of them was beating on that wall in that case. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. Bitch-ass dude, blah, blah, blah. You know that it's a game that they play over there with the new inmate. That's all it is. Had nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with the two Mexicans. They was just fucking in that cage all goddamn morning, bored as shit, and seeing two doo-doos come through. So they in there fucking playing with them. And if your dumbass falls for it and gets scared, Bam, you just fucked up right there. There goes your second time you had a chance and you fucked up. Don't do it, man. You just got to hold your mat. And what I did, man, I just say, look, homies, I'm not trying to hear it, man. I just ignored they motherfucking ass. And I said about three times, I'm going to population, man. That's all I can say. I'm in GP. I'll see you down the line, man. The third time, hey, I'm going to population. I'm not trying to hear it. And I stood right there nervous as fuck, man. I, just, I know they're behind the cage, but you don't ever know. You know what I mean? So... It's just your first day spook, man. So anyway, they they actually leave you there for a little bit on purpose. Let them dudes fuck with you. Here comes another country-ass boss man. You got to call him boss man in Texas. So here comes another boss man down here. And uh, he grabs your shit. And this is going to be your first taste of what the fucking prison actually looks like. And it blew my goddamn mind. I couldn't believe it. I ain't going to lie. We take a left. Line up. Step out into the fucking hallway. I look right. And I looked left. The motherfucker was so goddamn long, dog, I couldn't even barely see the ends on each one. There was no way in the world that you could physically yell from one end to another. Not even from one end to the middle, man. It had to be intercoms and walkie-talkies. They had crash gates along the way that they could slam real quick in case riots break out. They can contain them. Uh, it was pretty crazy, man. I realized quickly then there was a north side and a south side, okay? They take us three into the lieutenant lieutenant's office, and they he tells us basically the rules, gives us a little spill, and tries to scare you. Last maybe 15 minutes, take you out of there, and it's time for that motherfucking walk, man. 
Like literally it tells you, hey Tim, you're going to K Wing, you're going to L Wing, and you're going to M Wing. Get your shit, let's go. What you have to realize at this point, when I'm walking into this maximum security unit, I've already been in prison two years now. And right before I went to prison, I was in state jail. So I'm not going to say I was institutionalized, not even by any means, because I wasn't there that long, and I always made sure nothing like that would ever happen to me. But I'm knowing what's going on. I'm knowing what to expect. I'm already in that mode. I'm in the jail mode, prison mode, so I'm not like just a fish walking in. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. I got my tattoos, everything like that. So anyways, they tell us where we're going. We're walking down the hallway. We all three go to the north side, which I find out later is not good over there. Not where you want to go, but anyway, they stop. As we're, well, as we're walking, I see the child hall. I was like, okay, chow hall, barbershop, all this stuff. See all that looks pretty cool. Big old chow hall. There's actually two chow halls, big barbershop. Got a church over there, everything. So that looks pretty cool. Big old church is real nice. They got a uh, gym down at the end. Got a little woodworking deal or leatherworking, whatever it is. I never got to go in there. But anyways, we come into the north side. K-Wing is the first one to your right. So we stop at my wing. And there's a glass window. Okay, the the entire day room has a glass window where the cops walking down the hallway can look into there. And I see everybody just staring at me. Black, white, Mexican, Chinese. Everybody just mugging me. And I'm like, shit, alright, fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I'm holding my stuff. Here comes a Mexican inmate walking down the hallway. And uh, he's walked also and stepped the K door. That's why I guess somebody didn't open it already. And he said, what's up, man? Where you from? I told him, I'm from Galveston. He said, okay, I'm from Houston, man. Whenever you get inside, come holler at us. I said, no, nah, I, mean, I can't do that. He looked at me like, what? I said, no, nah, I can't do that. I, mean, I already got my people, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, though. He said, oh, okay. All right. So, you know, door still ain't open. And this is what's crazy. I'm still not knowing exactly what to expect when the door opens. That's the craziest part of all this shit. So as the door's popping, and really all I know is what the homies at the last spot told me that's already been to the max units. You know, I know everything they told me, get ready, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the homies in the county, of course, my family, you know what I mean? They some uh, Just whoever I know been, you know what I'm saying? I always soaked up everything I could, and here it goes, man. But at that moment, your adrenaline is going so hard, it's hard to explain, man. I know you guys think you would probably be walking into this big house and, and be scared and man i'm not no robo dude i'm not no tough guy i'm nothing like that man at all i'm just a nice cool dude who now nah, i'm a good dad just chilling man you know what i'm saying but at that very moment right then there was no fear in me man i promise you it's adrenaline it's like at the line in a race car or the motocross on a dirt bike or putting them gloves on in a boxing match man it's something like that man i promise you it's fight or flight, and there's nowhere to flight, buddy, so it's just fight. You know what I'm saying? That's all that's going to happen. But anyways, they crack open the door. I walk in still not even knowing what it's going to look like, and I was like, holy shit, this is, this is pretty serious. You know what I'm saying? So when I walk in, it's a long fucking hallway, real long hallway. To the right is a really small room with bars on it, okay? To the left are cells. It's three rows of cells. You got 33 on each row, so you got 1 through 33 on the bottom, 1 through 33 on 2 row, and 1 through 33 on 3 row. 
and they told me I was going to sell one. No, excuse me, yes, sell one three row. So up the big long stairs in the front and the first sale. Okay. I'm like, cool, let me go up there. He said, no, nah, man, you gotta wait on in and out. I said, wait on the what? He said, in and out, man. You gotta wait on one of them. They looked at me like I'm a fucking dumbass. Shit, okay. See, people told me a lot of things, but what they didn't tell me is in the state of Texas, man, they don't they do not leave your cell door open at all. What they do is every couple hours they call five minute in and out. And you they'll uh open the day room door, then they'll open all the cell doors. You got five minutes to run your ass fast as you can, man, up them stairs a long way down there. Or hopefully you live somewhere close. If you've been there long enough, you're smart enough to get close to it, you know what I mean? But anyway, get somewhere close. If not, you're gonna have to run fast as hell. And you might get trapped in there. After five minutes, they're gonna blow the whistle. Shut the door again. So literally it just happened. And I gotta stand there and wait on the next one. I'm the new guy, just like everybody's mugging me, man. It was crazy as hell. So honestly, as I'm standing there holding my shit, man, and I'm looking at this big ass place with all these cells here, these three rows, these fucking windows, they're all busted out, man. Barely, barely even there. Everything's just fucking so tall, man. I'm like, God damn. And then look over in the day room is so little. And the cells are so small. I said, motherfucker, man, there's a bunch of us in here. It was crazy. So, anyways, I'm standing there now waiting on this in and out. I just found out about my adrenaline that was gone, man. I'm smelling, I'm fucking gladiator mode. I'm ready. It's wearing off, man. Like, literally, I'm standing there like, fuck, man, this is, this is, come on, hurry up. Now I'm starting to feel anxious, but I'm trying not to show it. You know, I'm knowing every man probably feels like this, but I'm trying not to show it. And the entire time I'm standing there. Different little groups of guys are trying to get my attention. Like, what's up, man? You know, hey, what's up, dude? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just dissing everybody. You know what I'm saying? Dissing everybody. And then finally a dude, he calls me from the cell right there. He said, oh, boy, what's up? He said, what are you, man? I said, nobody ever asked that. You know what I'm saying? They just all just like, what's up? So when he asked, I told him what I am. He said, oh, shit, okay. It's a bunch of y'all here. Where you from? I said, I'm from Galveston. So, okay, you got even a homie in here then. I said, okay, cool. I'm feeling a little better now. And when I said that, the dude that's been sitting right there next to me the whole time across the bars said, hey, what's up, man? Couldn't believe it. He spoke to me after the whole time. He said, I just heard what you said, man. That's for real? I said, yeah, that's for real. He said, okay, well, listen, homie, when you put up your shit up there, hurry up. They're going to call in and out, come back out, come talk to me then. I'm the man. I said, oh, shit, okay, I mean, all right, cool. So then I'm like, fuck, I don't say nothing else. I'm like, okay, cool. He said, talk to him then. So I just back up, hold my shit, now I at least know who to go talk to. Okay, run upstairs for the in and out Now they call in and out It's a fucking madhouse. I couldn't believe what was happening. Guys flood out the fucking day room, flood out the cells, the tears. They're running back and forth, man. Crazy fucking time, man. Anything could go on during that in and out man. It's wild. But, uh. I run upstairs quick, put my shit down. I don't even see my celly, don't know who it is. Come downstairs. I see the dude. I'm like, what's up, homie? Try to shake hands with him. He don't want to shake hands with me. Say, nah, don't shake hands, homie. Say, I'm rank, and they're trying to find us, bro. He said, we'll never shake hands with you, man. It's nothing personal, but I'm not trying to get booked and go to the go to the hole. And I said, okay, I respect that. I, I wasn't even aware of that. Any Texas shot caller, he's not chunking up no signs. He's not tatting nothing on him. 
He's not even sitting with his people, man. He's somewhere else disguised, calling shots from the somewhere from the corner watching, man. And that was kind of crazy, so I had to get a little used to that. But anyway, I'm knowing, listen, in the state of Texas on these maximum units, when you show up, man, whatever car you're with, I don't care who you're affiliated with, you got to fight, man. It's mandatory, so I'm knowing I got to fight somebody, at least two people. You know, I'm fucking ready, man. Y'all know I... Think about it. I'm on a chain bus. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I haven't really slept good or ate at all, man. Fuck tired and hungry. I'm I'm beyond that. I'm exhausted. Wore the fuck out. But now my adrenaline's back, man. I'm trying to impress this man right here. And I don't even... Now looking back, it's fucking silly. But I was actually trying to impress that man right there. And uh, I told him, hey, homie, look. I've already been down two years. I know what time it is. Whatever you want me to do, whoever you want me to fade, let me know where they at, man. Call me the cell number and let me go. I'm ready. And he said, man, look, homie, don't, don't even worry about that. He said, you're going to do it. He said, but I can look in your eyes, man. You're tired. He said, you have an eight. He said, you need to go get some rest, man. He said, I'll let you know when you do it. He said, not right now, though. And I said, what? For real? He said, yeah, man, here. Gave me two fucking cigarettes. And told me, get up down the next in and out. Told me where to sit, watch TV, and go to sleep. And that's what I did. When I went up there to my cell, man, I couldn't even believe what the fuck I seen. Like when I climbed up them three zigzag flights on the next in and out, seen my first cell, one cell. I went in there, walked in, looked around, and I seen pictures of people from my fucking city, man. I said, what the fuck? Looked again, nobody was in there. I said, damn. Looked down the run, and here comes one of my homies I grew up with coming down the run, man. Jumping in my cell, and he shocked like a motherfucker, too. Like, Tim? I said, god damn, baby, what's up? It was my homeboy, Saucy D, man. And listen, if you're going to ever do some time coming out of Galveston County, you want to do it with Saucy D, man. The dude with these hands, he's unbelievable, man. He... He certified, he proved it over and over again that he just couldn't be beating that man. He just kept winning, man. You know what I mean? So nobody would even want to try him, man. It would usually be him mad at somebody if they had to look at them hands. But anyway, when I go in there, I see him. I'm like, damn, Saucy D, baby, what's up? He give me a hug, man. We shake hands, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in the same gang, everything when we was young, man. It was crazy. And uh, he said, what's up, baby? How long are you here for? I tell him how long I got, you know, uh, Ask him how long he's been there. Saucy D already been there six years at that time. And we're the same age, mind you. I'm about probably 25, man. He's maybe 24. Been there six years already. And I find out later that at 24, he was already one of the big shot callers in that prison, man. Like, if Saucy D say something, them dudes gonna listen to him, man. You know what I mean? Because his mind was sharp. His hands was good. His body was huge. And he didn't tell him nothing bad, man. He always tried to steer us in the right direction. So it was pretty cool, man. That very first night, he told me, you know, of course, get up in the top bunk, got me situated. Uh, I told him, you know, hey, fam, anything I got is yours. Shit, I'm just happy to see you. And in all reality, I was elated, man, to see somebody that I knew I could trust, somebody that I knew was solid, somebody I knew was intelligent, that hit hard as hell, man. So on my very first day on a maximum security unit, I walk in my cell and see it. A comrade, man, somebody that I can mess with, and I just loved it, man. It was just like, uh, it was just a relief, man. Something I wanted to write home and tell my mama about. Mama, don't worry, I'm in here with Saucy D, we're good, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was cool, man, but 
Anyway, that night, the big homie from down the way, he shot down two joints, man. And I didn't even smoke. Nothing like that, man. It was just welcome to Beto. Uh, I believe it was New Year's Eve, actually. Or you know what? The day it was, it, I got there January 2nd because they just told me, man, you missed a big-ass New Year's party, boy. We did it big, and you would have been part of it. And I was like, damn, I missed the party. But anyway, man, we fired up two little bitty-ass prison joints. And on the second one, I got the fan up to the thing. I'm blowing it out so we don't get caught. And the cop comes, and I get caught. And I say, oh, fuck. I look at Saucy D. He said, man, don't even worry, cuz. You're cool. I said, all right. Kept smoking, and the cop went on, man. I say, oh, shit. We're in a whole different place right now, man. This is something else, man. So um, we kicked back. He turned on his radio with the homemade speaker. And all he wanted to do was just talk about at home, man. What's everybody doing? Some of the people, I couldn't tell them shit. I've been gone two years already. Some of them I could, man. And it was pretty relaxed, man. We made us a little meal that night. Uh, broke bread, man. I told him I love him. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for taking me into the cell. And I'm going to make him proud in here, man. He told me. He said, look, Tim, I've been here six years now. He said, I'm going to green light you and let you know everything's going to be okay. But you better be a fucking man and stand up. I told him, hey, Dale. On my mama, man, on everything, I'm going to do that for you, bro. Trust me, you ain't got nothing to worry about because I know it's going to come back onto you. And every day in there, I live my life, man. Like, hey, if I do some bullshit, it comes back on Saucy D. And that's wrong, you know what I'm saying? Not only is he going to be mad at me, everybody's going to be mad at me, and I'm going to be mad at myself. So that, that was kind of like a reality check, too, and I kind of liked it that, man. You know what I mean? But that first night, that's all it was, man. We laid back, kicked it, rolled. Fucking sang rap songs, man, and had a fun. That was my first time even hearing a radio in two years, man. I couldn't believe it. And uh, that story about my first day right there, it is not typical. I swear to God, it's not, man. I got extremely lucky that that dude that was calling those shots that day, he sat there for over an hour and didn't even tell me who the fuck he was and watched me deny everybody else. And rep my shit without telling who I, you know, who he was. So he got about an hour preview on me. And then uh, one of my good friends was a man that had very good importance in that prison. So he told him I would stand up, man. You know, Saucy D one time seen me fight a bunch of dudes. Me and Larigo from Tech City fight a bunch of dudes by ourselves in the county. So he knows damn well we'll go. You know what I mean? And it was exciting. It was exciting. But at the at the end relaxing man my first day on a maximum security unit we rocked out and partied at the end of the day man so that's kind of how it went but uh unfortunately everybody isn't like that man and i do have a few people that are going to come talk about it and tell you how their first days went man and it's fucking it's different for everybody man it really is you know honest to god and that's what's so interesting about Texas prison stories. We have so many prisons and things are so different. You know what I mean? But anyway, this video is actually going to be part one, y'all. It's getting too long. I'm going to turn it off. And uh, I'm going to do part two about when it was actually time to go handle my business. Now I had to do that the next day. Okay, and that's when it got kind of serious. You know what I'm saying? So when it got serious, I'll tell you about that on the next video, guys. Appreciate you for watching this Tim Snow, no W. Y'all check me out on Instagram. Click like on the video and subscribe, please. Thank you.